Time keeps on leaving and we keep on moving. When do we pass on our wisdom to the youth? My veteran story lost our discussions. Fireside chats with the bourbon or two. It's time to hear the story by military veterans. Get yourself ready. It's the Lost Arts Podcast. The Lost Arts with Andrew Cox. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Lost Art Podcast. That podcast is given a voice to our veterans. On today's episode, we have Army veteran, retired Sergeant First Class, and founder of Project Die Hard, Brian Gibson. He's going to be on here to discuss his veteran story and to give us a little more insight into Project Die Hard. But before we get into his veteran story, are you enjoying the podcast? Then consider being a TLA patron. That's the Lost Arts patron. It is with donors that we are able to continue recording these podcasts and getting our veteran voices out for all to hear. Just go to the Lost Art website and click on the Become a Patron link. Any donations are appreciated. If you'd like to be a guest on our podcast and tell your story, then email me at thelostartwithandrewcox at gmail.com. Well, after that deployment, we get home. And I am home 89 days when a buddy of mine calls and says, Hey, Doc, (laughs) you're getting ready to go back. Oh, wow. Yeah, medics were short-supplied. Uh-huh. Well, during that deployment, we had an IED go off, and I didn't know, but uh, I broke my back. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, so you didn't know you broke your back. You are still moving around and, and taking care of stuff at that time? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't a break break. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. Still broke my back, you know. I just thought I twit, twisted it or something. Right. But there, there were people wounded, and I had a job to do. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, I get back and found that out, and the Army, they tried to medboard me. Mm-hmm. But I had a killer command sergeant major. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there at about 12 years active duty. Right. And he goes, I got a place for you. You can stay in the Army with a dead man profile and still serve. Okay. I said, okay. Next thing I know, I'm in recruiting command. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Everybody goes, huh? Yeah. How how did you enjoy that? Uh, That had its ups and downs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, When I first came to recruiting command, it was totally toxic leadership. Mm. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Yeah. I actually had two in my 
battalion died by the demon suicide during that time. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Yeah, so that was an eye-opener for me yeah. about that. Well, I did my time in recruiting command. I was a station commander. Mm-hmm. You know, all that. Right. And this was active duty, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, started out as a recruiter in uh, State College, Pennsylvania. Okay. They sent me up to uh, New York to be a station commander. Oh, wow. Right outside Fort Drum. That was pretty cool. Cold as hell, but... Yeah. And then my next shift... Detailer called and said, you can go to Wisconsin, North Dakota, or Kentucky. What was the last one? Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky, okay. Yep. She couldn't even get Kentucky out of her mouth until I said Kentucky. (laughs) Kentucky's a beautiful place. Yeah, well, my thing was at the time she called, we had 12 foot of snow outside my door. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That helps in <laughs> decision making. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so I get sent to Paducah, Kentucky. Okay. Finish out my time. Well, not really finish, but my next duty station. Yeah. Uh I complete that tour. I'm on orders to go out to Texas to run to run a company and okay. become a first sergeant. Okay, very nice. Yeah, when the army ran out of money uh-huh. to move us, you know that happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, during that time. I get a phone call from the wife of one of my best brothers. Uh huh. Three tours together. Right. She goes, Doc, Doc, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, You got to take a breath. Tell me what's going on. Yeah. She goes, Eric's hanging in the garage. Oh, man. So, yes, uh, Eric was the tipping of the scales. Mm -hmm. I've lost more brothers and sisters to this demon suicide than multiple combat tours. Mm. Yeah, and what is it they say there's, uh, for veterans, there's 20, 22, something like that? Uh, veterans a month? Uh, they say 22 a day. 22, or yeah, 22 a day, that's right. Well, that's that's just what's reported. Right. Okay, that's through all the bean counters. Mm-hmm. We know it's higher. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. But one is too many. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to insert something here because, brothers and sisters, you're listening to this podcast. That means you're still here. Stay here. Yeah. Stay strong. It's okay not to be okay. That's right. Reach out. Talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Don't give up the fight. Very good words. Uh, I, I just did a uh, podcast last week about, uh, I called it my safety brief, but we talked about uh, suicide, and then I went down the VA's website that they have for crisis lines, uh, mm-hmm. and they've done a, a fantastic job when you look at everything on the crisis line thing. Uh, a great website and, and easy easy to remember numbers and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, but I, I just eight talked eight. about that. Say it again. 988 press 1. That's right. Yep. 988 then press 1. That's it. Well, that led to the foundation of Project Die Hard. Right. Uh, within all that, combat tours, very stressful job. Mm-hmm. I was a functional alcoholic. Okay. I drank to try to drown my demons. Mm-hmm. Well, during that time, my son actually did his duty and joined the army. Okay. Uh, here again, I'm going to revert back to the big red woman. Okay. Because my son did a tour in Iraq with the Big Red One. Wow. <laughs> so That's what, four generations at that point? Yep. Yeah. Well, he got wounded. Okay. And uh, that was a turmoil, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well... That led me to cleaning my weapon and putting a forty-five in my mouth. Because oh, man. I just had enough. Yeah. I couldn't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. But then, my life was saved by God. And I'm not, I have no qualms about speaking about it. hmm I got a phone call from a veteran friend of mine who yeah. said, Hey, Doc, what are you doing tomorrow? I had no plans. Right. Literally. Mm-hmm. I said nothing. He goes, you want to go with me? And I said, uh, where? He goes, this little biker church downtown is throwing a thing and they're raffling off a hurt. Oh, wow. And he goes, you know, I don't do good with crowds. And I said, yeah, neither do I. He goes, well, let's go together. So I did. And this is where I found out God has a sense of humor. (laughs) Okay. Because he started a biker church in a pink building. (laughs) Very nice. Yeah. Well, we go down to this event, right? Uh Uh-huh. And I'm hanging. I'm just doing And the pastor of that church during this big event realizes there's something wrong with me. 
And everybody goes, oh, so he took the time to talk to you? No. He took the time to listen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I tell everybody I speak to about our mission and stuff is when you ask a veteran, because you see him with the hat and the shirts and all right. that. Hey, how your how how's your day going? You better be prepared to stand there for hours. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Because you might be the voice they needed to hear. That's right. And in my opinion, you should always take the time to listen. Always. Yeah. Always. So during that time, I'm working on a tribute bike, motorcycle. I ride okay. motorcycles. I like it. <laughs> I had a couple of buddies here that I served with. One goes, hey, Doc, man, if your shop was bigger, we could bring in all the tools and get this thing built. I said, of course, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Then my other brother goes, hey, Doc, if I hang out here for about a month, we could get this thing totally completed. <laughs> and I went, brother, on that, you got to talk to the wife. Because <laughs> the last time we hung out, there was bail money involved. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of those buddies, drunk or sober. Hey, I got this idea. And you go, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that led, to, that led to the premise of Project Die Hard. Okay. Right. I know something better had to be done. Mm -hmm. That was the catalyst. Okay. A safe, secure place where veterans can come for a day, a weekend, a week, a month, up to a year. Right. And get the help they need. To be listened to. And then this that's that's the premise of it. Yeah. So at, at this well, point this is kind of a uh it, the plan is coming together, right? You're you're thinking about the project and, and kind of a way forward on it? Yep. Okay. So two thousand and I retired out in two thousand seventeen. Okay. 2018, Project Die Hard was founded. Okay. We got our nonprofit status. Uh, I didn't ask for a single penny from anybody until that happened. Right. Okay. I'm going to premise this to people we are a true veteran nonprofit. Mm hmm. Anybody wants our financial records, all I got to do is ask. Right. Uh, I do not take a salary. None of my leadership does. Okay. Okay. I believe and I enforce that if you make a decision on a veteran's life, 
you cannot have money involved in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's that's a good good plan. Mm-hmm. So, 2018, Project Die Hard was formed, and we were raising funds to purchase 120 acres at a very good price. Okay. That started going okay. We got our feet wet, right? Right. Takes takes time to establish a solid nonprofit. Absolutely, yeah. Especially when you got to do it the right way, because mm-hmm. that's the only way. Well, 2019, we get rolling. We do a couple things. We start raising funds. And then good old 2020 hit. Uh, You know that year. Yeah, yeah. uh, That that was a a great year. We all got to stay home and uh, do a bunch of nothing. Yeah, well, in order to raise funds, you have to go out and do events and spread your mission. Yeah. Well, guess what we couldn't do? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But during that time, uh-huh. the veterans of foreign wars called me and said, hey, we know you're doing this. We'd like to do a story on, on you about our still under our still serving campaign. Okay. I said, cool. So they did. Yeah. Uh, you can find that in the BFW magazine. You have to go back a little bit, but it's there. That was a, that was around uh, 2020 time frame. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But that in turn led to WSIL Channel Three out of Marion, Illinois, to call and say, hey, we saw this story on the BFW website. Yeah. We'd like you to tell us more about your mission. Nice. Cool. Now, I will go anywhere and talk about this mission. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful for you to have me on this podcast, so I yeah, can. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, they did that story, and they aired it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mission got out there a little bit. But that in turn led to a Christian daycare organization. Okay. Call and say, hey, are you willing to come up and talk to us about your mission? Huh. And once again, I'll go anywhere. So they said, the date and the time. Mm-hmm. And then I go to my wife, where the hell is Macanda, Illinois? <laughs> <laughs> then I drive up, sit, have lunch with them, and uh-huh. then they take me through 20 acres and a 10,000 square foot building. Right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we go, well, we shut the daycare down about 10 years ago, uh-huh. and we've been praying and trying to figure out what do we do with this property. Right. And they go, can we, can you use this for your mission? Wow. 
I was like, of course we could, but there's no way we can afford this. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to revert back to God. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because when you pray, he'll give you the tools. That's right. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And they go, good, we're donating to you. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's amazing how God will work. And uh, when you least expect it is when it, when it happens. Uh, you know, and he said he'd give you the desires of your heart. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Go. So, uh, I've been accused of being talkative. <laughs> no, I don't believe it. No, no, especially about this mission. Right, yeah. Well, on the drive home, uh, God gave me a sucker punch. Oh, wow. I was breathless. Here we've been fighting and scraping and scrawling, right? Uh huh. And now. We have 20 acres and a 10,000 square foot building. Man. <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, great. After all the paperwork and all the legalese and, yeah. Yeah. Folks, if you want to start a non-profit, reach out, because I'll tell you all the trip falls you're going to run into. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there's quite a few. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to get your non-profit off the ground? Uh, we're still getting off the ground. <laughs> still working on it, okay. Yeah, because it's always an ongoing mission. Right, yeah. Okay. Well, I spent a week there walking around, talking mm-hmm. to my father, giving him praise, thinking, okay, you gave us this. Right, right. What does it have to be? Well, the first thing is we had to name it. Okay. Okay. So we put a call out. And after all the submissions and all the talking to families and stuff, mm-hmm. this facility is our first facility, and it is called Forward Operating Base Rush. After Sergeant Courtney Rush of the okay. United States Air Force. Got it. A resident of Illinois. Oh, okay. Yes. She lost her fight to the demon. hmm January 3rd, 2012. Oh, wow. Okay. Part of our mission is to bring public awareness to veteran suicide. Mm-hmm. 
And one way we're going to do that is naming every facility we build after a veteran that lost their fight. Right. I've taken a lot of flack from people going, they need to be named after Medal of Honor winners and Grand yeah. Stars and Silver Stars. I went, no, because everybody that puts on a uniform is a hero. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. And I mean, it goes along with what your mission directly is, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we get all that paperwork done. 2021, all of it's done. Mm -hmm. Now, we work with the blessings we receive. Right. We work with volunteers and blessings we receive, funding that we get. Right. Uh, It took us close to three years, but on November 28th of 2023, Mm-hmm. After completing the necessary work, now it's not totally complete, but we are now able to host in-person events. Oh, nice! At Fab Rush. Very nice. And then, what? What exactly? Uh, what are the events like? What do you do while you're there uh, for these events? Well, right now, all that we do is a fellowship breakfast on the second Saturday of every month. Okay. Second Saturday. Everybody's welcome to come. Veterans eat for free. Okay. Okay. Everybody goes, well, why don't you do more? (laughs) Well, volunteer. Yeah. Or volunteer. Donate. Uh, There's there's things you can do to help out, for sure. Yeah, share our mission. Mm -hmm. Tell somebody about us. Yeah. Become a monthly patron. Volunteer. Yeah. We work with the blessings we receive. Absolutely. So, now it's open to in-person events. Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you what it's going to be. Okay. When it's all done. Yeah. Forward Operating Base Rush is going to be a beacon of light mm-hmm. for our brothers and sisters. When completed, it will provide skill training, counseling, therapies, nice. transitional housing for 12 single veterans. Okay. And this is the one that sets us apart. Two veterans with their families. Oh, wow. Okay. That's really big. Uh, As far as I know, we're the only organization willing to do that. Yeah. Well, that was from a phone call from a veteran. Mm -hmm. They call, hey, I hear you help veterans. Well, we do what we can with what we have. Yeah. But being a good NCO, what do you do? You chase the rabbit down the hole, right? 
Mm -hmm. So here's a 80% disabled veteran mm -hmm. with a wife, three kids, mm -hmm. living in a minivan. Oh, wow. What's wrong with that picture? Yeah, pretty much all of it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's when I went back to the leadership team and said, guess what? We're bringing in veterans with their families. My one bean counter goes, do you know how much that's going to cost in insurance? And I said, <laughs> nope. And don't care. Yeah. <laughs> There's a need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So since 2018, we've been building a team. Mm -hmm. We have resource partners, other nonprofits that believe in teamwork makes the dream work. Right, yeah. They bring their programs to our facilities. Okay. Because there's no one organization that can do it all. Yeah, that's very true, yeah. Why should we specialize in blah or blah mm -hmm. when somebody else is doing it great? Yeah. We, in return, give our resource partners an office on our facilities. Okay. To expand their programs. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what other uh, organizations are you working with? Well, uh, we in agreement with the Disability Channel. What was that one again? The Disability Channel. Okay. They provide social media, well, media training. Okay. Camera operation, editing, all that. Right. Actually, this is going to air later on, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, man, what was the dates that I said? I don't even remember. Well, it doesn't matter what okay. dates it airs. But today, I have a meeting with Senator Dale Fowler of Illinois. Mm -hmm. He was actually at the opening. Oh, nice. Okay. And we're going to uh, put his feet to the fire. Nice. He said he would help. We already got the list we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Well, I... Now, we do write for grants. Uh -huh. Endowments. But those are not a guarantee. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why we ask people to become a monthly patron. Mm -hmm. $22 a month. See this little twist in, you know, 22 a day, 22 no, yeah, a month. I, I got you. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Support our events, our facilities, mm -hmm. And helping veterans. Yeah. People can do that by going to projectdiehard.org. So projectdiehard.org. Yep. Okay. 
Now, uh, since we're talking, brothers, and you're a veteran, I'm a veteran, you mm -hmm. understand there's a lot of veteran nonprofits. Yes. But the majority of them are there to make money mm -hmm. off us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got three simple rules within Project Die Hard. Mm -hmm. God will never leave this mission. Mm -hmm. I turned down $2 million when that was asked. Mm, wow. But Don't do it. And smart. Hey, telling you right now, that's the, that's the smartest thing. God's got to be a part of it. breaking up oh I, i'm sorry i was saying that uh uh that's the smartest thing god has to be a part of it did you hear me that time yes okay so god will never leave the mission mm -hmm. we will never use the suffering of veterans to grow this mission okay The veterans we help are ready to tell their story. Mm -hmm. And there are no drugs or alcohol allowed mm -hmm. at Project Die Hard facilities or sponsored events. Nice. Okay. Again, the Bible tells us do not lead your brother into temptation. Right, yeah. Those are the three rules that I enforce. Okay. If you can work within those rules, email volunteer at projectdiehard.org. Absolutely. I, I gotta say, I, I absolutely love the project and what you got going on there. I mean, I, it's a noble cause, first and foremost, uh, and, and there are too many individuals that are hurting themselves, uh, things like that. I, I just had a uh, somewhat family incident recently uh, where somebody took their life, a uh, veteran. He um, was actually active duty. Um, so, you know, this hits close to home for me personally, and I, I think it's a fantastic thing that you're doing. And uh, I, I want to help you in any way that I can, and I, I'll advertise for you and, and everything on my podcast for sure. Uh, but I think it's a very noble thing that you got going on. Uh, brother, I believe teamwork makes the dream work, and together, mm -hmm. everyone will accomplish more. Absolutely. Okay, I will never ask for funds from a resource partner. Mm -hmm. All I ever ask is share our mission, and we will do the same for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it's fantastic. I I'm extremely happy that you reached out and. Uh, and we're, we're willing to come on and tell your story, uh, a very great story, and uh, and explain to everybody what this project is, Project Die Hard, and, and, 
and what the mission is that you're doing. And you're doing fantastic work. Uh, maybe someday I'll be able to get up in that area and uh, say hi to you and maybe tour the facility, see those things. Um, my wife, uh, once we retire and everything here, we're going to take an RV. We're going across the country. We're just going to interview veterans along the way. Uh, and hopefully we can get in your area and we can stop in and say hi to you. Uh, brother, anybody is ever welcomed to come to any facility. Yeah. Actually, our patrons have a right. When you donate to Project Die Hard, you can come to any facility, mm -hmm. any event, and see where your donation goes. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, a thing on me, because you know I don't take a salary, right? Uh -huh. I don't care what you donate, because I will never know. Mm -hmm. My treasurer and accountant get the name and the amount. Right. They have strict orders. Mm -hmm. Never tell me the amount. All I get is the name. Right. So when I do meet you, and I'm told your name. Yeah. All I can say is thank you and God bless. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my accountant. Mm -hmm. Well, not mine, but our accountant hates right. me. Because on our financial records, I do not allow a miscellaneous line. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to show where everything is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, brother, I'm not going to lay out a name, but if you look at the IRS nine 990s, mm -hmm. at some of these very well-to-do veteran nonprofits that run these multi-million-dollar media campaigns. Yeah. There was one uh, that was 2020. They had 17 million dollars on the miscellaneous line. Really? Yeah. Holy moly! So 17 million dollars. We don't know where it went, or or they do. We don't though. Wow. Yep. That is insane. Yeah. Well, I, I like what you got going on. I mean, I, I think it's a fantastic thing. And, All right. Yeah, so I can definitely get behind you on this one. <laughs> Brother, we say thank you and God bless for any help you can give. Thank you for this opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, but hey, thank you for reaching out, man. I it's I truly appreciate it. We're gonna stay in contact. <laughs> I'm gonna have you on again another time, probably, and and maybe uh do a little more advertising for you and talk about this as we go forward. Uh, and hopefully, uh, maybe we can do a campaign or something for you to raise funds, uh, something like that in the near future. Oh, brother, no problem. Awesome. Uh, all right, well, hey, uh, for all the listeners out there, thank you very much. Don't forget Project Die Hard. That's, uh, you can go to projectdiehard.org. 
uh, become a patron, uh, help them out, uh, donate $22 a month, uh, not too much money. Uh, it goes to a great organization, uh, somebody that's out there helping those veterans, uh, veterans that are uh, thinking about suicide, those types of things. There are places to go, people to see, to talk to. You have the VA website that you could go to, dial 988, option 1. Um, if you are thinking about hurting yourself or anything, uh, not to mention you can reach out to Project Die Hard. They will, they will put you in contact with whoever you need to be in contact with as well. Uh, again, it's projectdiehard.org. Uh, Brian, thank you for being on. Truly appreciate it. It's a pleasure meeting you. All right, everybody, stay motivated. Change your socks.